Welcome to the Brodies. And we're back at the Bredone. A bunch of bros. On the chairs. <laughs> On the couch, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> two for two now. I, 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 I don't know yeah. if that's two for two. I don't like, know if that's two for two. That's uh, one for two. I'm going right like, back to my quiet like, that's, one, that's one for two. <laughs> I like you blew it. You had one shot. You banned, <laughs> you banned 500 right now. It's cool. It's cool. It's a good average. You got one shot and you and you blew, blew it. Sorry, guys. Uh, Eminem nah, wouldn't be proud. You know, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be uh, back in the area with my wonderful brothers that talk some wonderful things today. I'm Mr. Brown. Slow. Cass in the building. And uh, what are we talking about today? What aren't we talking about today? It's more like it. Um, no, just this. This is America. And that's just. Mm-hmm. So America, we're we, we going to talk about a lot of stuff. But I think Kaz wrote, uh, not wrote, but I think he read my uh, journal <laughs> from 2000. I found, <laughs> he found, I found it. it. I found his old journal when we were living together. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he looked at some of my old entries. He was like, you know what? That boy Brown be spitting. <laughs> nah, Brown be spitting. Like yeah, that nigga be spitting. Yeah. Be like, when, when you text a group, the, when you when you text us a message, I was like, Cass on something today. I was like, this is, this is so much passion behind this this group Bro, message. Have you seen the argument? Not arguments, but conversation I've been having with some of my friends that are like cops and stuff. Just like the back and forth, like kids that I played baseball with growing up. Obviously, playing baseball, you play with a lot of white kids. So like. Just having those kind of discussions back and forth. And I've been the friend that's been going out like, no, I need to know where your allegiance is right now. I'm not, I'm race baiting. I'm purposely race baiting. Man, so. you can't bait race yep, as I'm a black baiting. man. I'm baiting. You can't bait. Because they made the bait. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, that's like me giving a fish, fish guts. Nigga, I don't know. <laughs> like, what you want me to do? You special. So, so if you don't know America, let me talk. Camera right there. Okay, if you don't know America, like like the world is burning and burn it down. And if you we we seldom or do we talk about where we're actually located? We're located in Washington D.C. Yeah, they they have an idea. They have an idea. Like Like, like, DMV area. Like they don't know where, but just. We're yeah. somewhere in this area, vicinity. If, if you don't know what DMV stands for, that's D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Virginia's last for a reason. Word. <laughs> it's, a, it's a reason. There is a reason. <laughs> it's very much a reason. Even though they got some of my respect back when they took down the statue. Some, not all. Some. some. Guess when they had to take down those statues. <laughs> <laughs> got some of my respect back because they took down the statues. I should let them joints go up. Anywho. Um, we're home in D.C. where we have streets named... Black Lives Plaza now, <laughs> thanks to uh, Mr. Trump and his policies of uh, just what's going on. So if you don't know, it's been protests for George, uh, the murder of George Floyd. And I, I, I don't even want to be disingenuous by saying it's because of the murder of George Floyd, because it's so much bigger than George, George Floyd. Floyd. And if you think it's still about George Floyd, then you're sadly mistaken. You're sadly mistaken. It's about so much more. So much more. Like, because if we want to go back, we can go, this is the murder of Emmett Till. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still hurting. And that that homie died way, way before <laughs> I was even thought of. Yeah. Like, before my parents was even thinking about laying down with another human, I hope. <laughs> I pray to God. Y'all better been good Christian <laughs> boys and girls. But it's, it's much, much deeper. And our... City has been protesting. We are one of the cities that's been protesting, and this and has been one of the longest protests in like history. Man, yeah, it's been popping like since 1968. All 50 states have and been 18 protesting con- in 18 countries. You know, some of the, some some of the countries are trolling. Some yeah, of, they some are. Some countries trolling, but sometimes I can live with a show. Yeah, I can live with a show. Iran was like, y'all should treat y'all people better. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was funny. I was like, yo, come on, Iran. Come on now. Iran was like, oh, I'm not going to miss this opportunity. Yeah, Throw the shade. Do y'all care about black lives for real, for real? <laughs> y'all just like, yo, you want to go to America? <laughs> <laughs> Look what they doing over there, Ahmed. <laughs> they don't care about you either. I'm like, yo. <laughs> what? 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 That says something inappropriate. That says something inappropriate. Huh? Man, it's funny. I'm sorry. That's funny to me. Uh-huh. That's funny to me. So, me. But that's hilarious. I love so, it. So we gonna, we we had uh, one of our, our people went in the field. <laughs> Did talk, I? And we want to hear, like, how was the protest yeah, what, here in the city? What in, was your experience like? Um, like, I'm pretty sure it was a powerful movement to, to witness that and, you know, to be in that element with everybody out there um, trying to make a change for America. So uh, it, it, it was a... All, I went three times, so it was like special each time for different reasons. I think the first, I went last Saturday, I believe, 
was the first one that I went to. And something about it, it was at night. It was just very powerful. It was, that was one of the more, like, reckless ones where they were, like, throwing firecrackers at the officers, like, letting the firecrackers off near them. Um, they were, like, burning garbage cans, like, right next to their front line. Um, you could, they were starting to pepper spray some people because a lot of the protesters that were out, some of them would walk around, like... I got a question for you before you continue. Yeah. Can you describe the racial demographics of this um, the, protest? The first night, it was... I'd probably say about a good 50% black and then like 30% white and then like 20% other for the first night. But then the last two nights I've went, has been more white people than black. So that's been something I thought was really dope. But that first night was just interesting because that's when I saw the most people get like pepper sprayed. You had people who were walking around with like carts of like water, milk gallon, like milk jugs that help people with the pepper mason eyes and stuff. So I just thought that was really dope that they don't show you that like there are people within the protesters helping each other out during this stuff too. Did you get pepper sprayed? No, but I was like near the front line. Like I, I went with my girlfriend and her friend. And I told her like, you guys stay back. I want to go to the front line or whatever. Just to like see stuff, whatever. So as I kept getting closer, I guess residual... Pepper spray? Yeah, it was like getting my, because I was like, my eyes are getting water. I was like, what the hell? I cried and I was like, my eyes hurt. This is weird. So I had to like back up a little bit. So here's an important question, Slum, and I, I won't cast. Because he could have prevented all this racial <laughs> disparity that happening. Mm-hmm. Did you bring a bottle of Pepsi <laughs> to erase all this racial strife? <laughs> you, no. had to, you had the power, my G. No. You could have done it. I could have. I didn't. I, but I didn't. You're right. This is on me. I, I take this one. I, I'm sorry, America. I let you down. I let you down. I'm so sorry. Disappointed. Just blame this on me. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'll work on it next time. I don't know. The original Pepsi? Like a cherry Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> no, nigga, cherry Pepsi ain't going to work, nigga. <laughs> original, baby. <laughs> nigga, if you get diet Pepsi, nigga, you only get diet racism, nigga. <laughs> I need it. I need to eradicate it completely, my G. Continue. I'm sorry. No, nah, you good. Um, so that was just very powerful for that night. And also the just like the visual of it, because it was night. It was like a little bit of a fog with the firecrackers going off and stuff. People, was it felt like every be, 10 minutes, people were like just running because they thought something was going to happen. Was this before or after a curfew? Before. I think this was one of the ones that set up the curfew for. Oh, uh, wasn't curfew yet. No, okay. yeah. Because when we were leaving, that's when we saw like a T-Mobile got broken into. Nigga, what uh, you stealing from a T-Mobile? I don't know. I just, it, was a, <laughs> it was like the T-Mobile window was shattered. Everything was gone. And I was like. Like, nigga, I don't know. I, I, I'm not savvy the Apple, with the. The Apple store was Oh, broke. yeah. You robbed that motherfucker. No, but they tracked the phones. Why are you. I'm going for software and computers. I ain't going for no goddamn phone. They there, track it there, all. There's the person who can, who can break that breach. It's the person out there. <laughs> but here's the thing. But here's the thing. How many people know that person to break hey, yo, the yo, breach? Yo, 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 yo. Like, real talk, there's software out there that costs like $400 or $500 specific for Apple computers. I'm not going for the computer. I own an Apple computer already. <laughs> and you go, oh, you got that new Final Cut Pro? You got, <laughs> you got that new Sonar? Yo, let me make some music. <laughs> yo, I, 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 I lie to you not. I don't know if you ever watched The Get Down. Yeah. I ain't um, finished it, but I watched like four episodes. The Get Down and The uh, Evolution of Hip Hop. Yeah, I've seen The Evolution of Hip Hop. So when New York had that blackout in the 70s, do you know that so many people became DJs <laughs> after that and it just birthed hip hop to a whole new level? Because at the time, it was only like two DJs. It was like DJ Cool Herc and somebody else. After that blackout, we all DJs. We all DJs now. Like so we all got the equipment. <laughs> Everybody in the ones and twos. Yeah. Oh, you want to rap on my joint? <laughs> yeah, spit, spit, that, spit that sixteen real quick. Yeah, yeah. So. But um, so that was like the first night. Whatever, it was a little more chaotic or whatever. Um, but then the second night I went to, I went to one last Wednesday, and it was more peaceful. It was more white people than black people there. Um, I even saw one woman there with like her child. It was like the cutest baby I've ever seen. But it was like she had the baby on like her shoulders. A part of me is like, eh, she shouldn't be here. But then another part of me was also like, if something were to happen to that baby here and it gets seen, America's gonna lose. Oh shit! She bust that Martin Luther King strategy. I don't know if that was purposeful or not. I just know she was there. The baby was there. Me and the baby had contact. The baby was like, I don't know why the fuck I'm here. Should I explain that to America? The Martin Luther King strategy. So, yeah, explain it a little bit. So, America, 
I'm talking to you again. So Martin Luther King was criticized for protesting using uh, youth in his his protest, and he was like, Martin, why you got these children, middle school, high schoolers, protesting with you? Oh no, this bit, uh, uh, yeah, but it was younger. Yeah. but it, it was very much a photo op that if you attack these children, it shows just shows how far America will go, or these particular police officers and governments will go in these southern states to prevent people from getting full recognition. I was like, recognition? That's not a a word. Recognition under under the law. And and so, like, it's very strategic. So, yeah, I don't know if I would necessarily put my baby on my shoulders, but I was talking to my my friend about that. If my child was probably 12 or older, I'd probably do it. I'd probably bring it with me. For me, mm-hmm. I, I think for me, if if, if I had a 10-year-old, even eight, I, I would bring them and say, hey, like, this is what this is. This is why we're protesting because it gives them an insight to, like, what is really going on in America. Because, like, an eight-year-old, you just think to have fun. You don't think about, like, the major things. But if, if it was going on in my city, I would bring my child to that and explain to him from a distance, like, hey, like, this is why we're protesting. Like, this... This is what's going on. I would, me personally. I just say 12 because just in case something pop off, I trust my 12. You're like, yo, this is how you get to the car. I trust you to get back there. That's it. Man. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't know. 12 years ain't as cute. <laughs> some of the jokes ain't cute. Ain't gonna get no sympathy. Like, that nigga six foot six. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that 12 year old six foot six. And he got a beard. <laughs> he got a beard bigger than mine. Like, God dang, boy, what you feeding that child? Like, yo, he eating you out of the house or home. But, you know, you out there in the streets, did you witness any looting or destruction of property while you were out there? No. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, yeah. Because, like I said, I I told a story last week about going to Donald Trump's inauguration. And, like, white people is wow. Like, they, they, they bust out the windows of the wells far ago. Uh, when I was marching down the streets, um, they burned the limo. Uh, they burning trash cans and blowing out the bottoms and everything like that. Now, I did see some burning trash cans. Some burning trash cans? Yeah. But you don't know start them fire. Yeah, I didn't know start. I just saw them. Yeah, just they're like, already on fire. Like, who's carrying matches and shit? Just something regular. Like, who Who are these people? I don't know. Like, I don't. I guess I don't hang around enough of the criminal element. To know who, who who does what, like all the criminals I know are drug dealers, and and I'm like I get it. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, they ain't bringing lighters and blow up stuff. It's just oh, like oh, whoa, whoa, drug dealers and boosters. That's the only like like true. We we're not gonna talk about boosters. They they are needed. They are needed. Yeah, no, I I, I get it. I get it. Um, so if we were talking about looting, what would be like the three levels? Of looting or the levels of looting. I, I think know. one is that you loot for food, meaning that like I was already in a poor poverty situation. I'm struggling to feed my family, so now I'm gonna loot because I just want to feed my family. So you were still an iPod. Well, feed your family. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> get this Apple Watch here. <laughs> That's hey, hey, yo, think you that, got an that, iPod that, Nano? <laughs> what you want to do with that iPod Nano, dog? <laughs> If a nigga looted iPod Nano, that's another problem. Yeah. But no, I think level one is like you loot for like a f- to feed your family, or whatever. And then level two, I think you loot with the intent of selling, meaning that like I'm already poor, so I'm looting to steal something to sell it back so I could get some money off it. And three, you just loot because of your angry frustration. And I think that kind of falls into where we're at now because a lot of people have already been home for three months because of the COVID situation. Then you got 40 million people unemployed. So people are just pissed and angry right now. A lot of people were promised stimulus checks that's never got them. And this is the first time where I feel like people have been at home and you have no distractions. Like, you don't got sports. You don't got really nothing to distract you from what's going on, so you see it. And with uh, with a lot of the other situations, like with George Floyd, it's like you saw the cop on the neck for a full nine minutes. A lot of the other situations were kind of quick and instant. Not all of them, but most of them were like kind of quick and instant, so a lot of people were trying to give benefits to the doubt benefit of the doubt but this was the first time I was like you just saw like no he was sitting on his neck hands in pocket just like chilling there for nine minutes I have two questions I possibly have two answers for you guys okay question one is very easy very quick did you receive a stimulus check yes mm-hmm. yeah fuck both y'all <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got it in my account I was, I was like oh question number two 
<laughs> Would you loot? Yeah. If oh, yeah, okay. I, would. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, do yeah, I, I would. forever? I would. I would. And here's why: if 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 I was struggling to make ends meet, and things were just adding up, and I saw a chance to like have a come up for me and my family. I'm, I'm no, no. Me. Would you loot right now? Oh no, right I'm, now. No, God, <laughs> like you right now, not no. you if you was I'm, I'm, back against the wall. No, no you right I'm, now. I'm, no, no, because I'm not. I'm not going to that. That I think people who are doing that, they're frustrated, and I get it. I, I understand it, but I'm me personally. I'm not going out to destroy other people's establishments. Fuck that. I didn't say destroy. I, I, I said I'm looting and destroying. I'll say some some. God damn, God damn. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> so you was you was you was with the protest, with you was you doing yeah, your duck thizzle, and you walk upon a building. It's already been broken into. Literally, it's already been broken into, and there's some things that you might possibly need. Like they got a whole gang of toilet paper. And Clorox wipes <laughs> just lying there. You taking them wipes? And you, you taking them Clorox you, you, wipes? You like, nah, guys, don't don't do that. Don't don't I can't don't. Buy them wipes now. <laughs> no, I'm saying like yeah, yeah. they they got wipes in the city, bro. You see, they got they got they got the the orange box and the green the, box. The, the four the four set that come yeah, four or three. Oh, they oh they still wrapped in the plastic. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm with so it. you <laughs> you with it? <laughs> you about to hop on? <laughs> you about to hop on them wipes? Yeah. <laughs> you about to hop in there? Yeah. So I'm just saying, I'm just asking questions like, no, what, I think, but I think both are needed. I think you need peaceful protests, and I think you need the rioting and looting. I think you need to upset the establishment as well. Now, obviously, I don't condone it, but it's like if it's your way, how you feel, you need to protest to get yourself get get your emotions out. Do it. I'm all for it. I just think you need both to show that. You have your anger, but then you also show like people are trying to be peaceful about it. But you need to upset the establishment some way. I get, I get you, like, America. I'm gonna talk to y'all because they know how I feel about this, 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 this deal. That revolutions are a young man's game. It's very much a young man's game. I can't see myself going out in the street and doing the protests and stuff like that. But the thing is, America's very, very slick. Is that I'm bought into the system. I'm bought into a capitalism system. I got own property. When you own property, nigga, I'm not destroying a goddamn thing. <laughs> like, nigga, I want my money. To you. <laughs> flip, nigga. Flip, flip, flip. Like, level up. Yes, yes. Like, so, but, but that's why it's like a young man's game. Like, I got a family. I got established things in my life that I can't foresee myself doing these things. But, I understand wholeheartedly. I was watching news. I was like, yo, Jakars, burn it down. Burn it down. Would I, would I steal? Nah, I'm not going to steal because I'm good. I'm not hungry. I'm not wanting for anything. But if you want to steal, I get it at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to steal for future. And damn sure don't rob me. Nigga, I'm strapped. <laughs> you gotta put that out there. I'm strapped. Don't, don't come to me. <laughs> don't come to me, Playboy. Like, you might get got. <laughs> Give me your money, nigga, huh? Give me your, your money. money. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, <laughs> see how this game about to play out. Uh, but anywho. But I understand the frustration and the anger. And I think you're right. You need to balance. I told a young man, he was like, uh, I don't get it why people are doing this. Violence is not the answer. I don't understand. It's I don't going. know about that, man. <laughs> and, but but I'm like, yo, you need Professor X and Magneto to know what's about to pop off. Like, you really need need to go and, and figure out that when people do not have a voice and they don't feel listened to, this is the only alternative to what's going on. When the social contract, when we said on the last episode, when the social contract has been written null and void for a section of people, then why should I abide by your rules? The rules do not protect me. The rules do not serve me. The rules do nothing for me but put your proverbial knee upon my neck. The knee has been on our necks for more than just this moment. All my friends I know have horror stories with police officers. All of, all, all of us. That is a fact. And, and the fact that if someone robbed, was actively robbing me, I would second think to even call the police officers. Because I'm like, this shit might come out worse <laughs> than, <laughs> than what. Like, I would call my insurance 
before, before I call <laughs> the police officer. And then they be like, you know, you got to call the police officer in order to file the report in order for, I'm sorry, I'm spitting on you. you I'm sorry. I'm like, uh, the, even, even let things get back to normal. And I'm like, let me uh, figure out some things because I don't want the police officer to come to my house. And then accusing so question me, me, accusing me like, uh, like like I'm stealing my own shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, like I live here. This is mine. Okay. I'm like I don't. We don't have a strong relationship with police officers. Even my homies who are or cops, black homies. No, nah, I don't got any white homies. <laughs> <laughs> that are I got one white homie. Uh, <laughs> I got white homies. So yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you got white acquaintances. You got you got legit white homies still. Yeah, yeah I got I got two white homies. They allies. I got legit two. Yeah, you say two. I got one. How about you? How many white homies you got? Well, I haven't pressed. I only pressed those two because like we're very close like that. Other ones I haven't. I'm, I'm, I'm race baiting I, them soon. Like, soon. Since, since since the since this was going on, I had a couple of friends reach out to me and was like, "Look, man, like I'm I'm with you. Like when lose a draw, like I, you've been a solid dude, you right. I see, I see, I'm with you. And I'm no, like, I've oh, gotten those texts, but then I, I, I follow up on it. Like I want to see if you just yep. not just sending that shit out just to I, send it. I, I think I'm wording this wrong, but I saw on on Facebook that someone's like they were friends with you. They liked you, but they never liked black people. And that at the end of the day, you were the only black friend. But when it was like, you're so good for a black person, you you're different from the other black people, and and you got to think yourself like, huh? Like I I'm thankful that I'm antisocial at this point. That I've only had one white person trying to reach out to me for reconciliation and trying to figure out how to like navigate life. Because I'm like, this is exhausting just with you. And I'm trying to put my other white friend and it's like, yo, you, I'm gonna give you the words since you've been on your 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 you've been reading roots before <laughs> without me even asking you to. You talk to her because this is exhausting. Yeah. I as a black person cannot dismantle racism because I did not create race. I did not create this system. That's white people's job to dismantle that. Is white people to dismantle this and everything like that. So I was just like, seeing how y'all white, y'all yeah, white friends I, I, doing? Because I only got one white friend, and he started a whole Facebook group called the Friends of Devin. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> can, can I get an invite? I want to be an invite on that. I'm your picture on it. I know. I'm thinking a picture, but I was searching out on Facebook. The Friends of Devin. It's, it's public. It's public. I was like. Is this just for white friends of Devin, or <laughs> is this for all friends of Devin? And we I'm can joining. discuss. We can I'm discuss joi- race. I'm joining this. <laughs> I'm yeah. looking this right after this. I need to be a part of this group. Yeah. Oh, this um, is great. Yeah, so it's a book group. I've definitely had some friends reach out um, and say, oh, "Like, yo, I'm, I'm with you, man. Like, I, I see what's going on." And it, it, it was it was good to see that. It was definitely good to see that. Um, and those friends, I, I've never really. Um, it's never been an issue growing up with that, you know, but. I appreciate the support. How, how do you feel about the National Guards being brought in? Uh, especially because I think the most egregious National Guard acts have happened in two cities that are very, very close to us. It would, Well, no. No, National Guards didn't do that shit in Buffalo. That, that was regular police officers. Yeah. But National Guards in D.C. shot pepper spray, tear gas, or whatever to clear people out for that bullshit-ass photo op here in D.C. The nigga held the Bible. That that joke ain't never even cracked open the, the Bible. Bible. Yeah. Like I was like, can he even read? Two Thessalonians. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, get out of yeah. here, bro. You that, ain't that, never. That you was ain't, uncalled for. You like, ain't smell no parts of the Bible. The fact that, I do respect that the guy that let the people into his house, the stranger. Oh yeah, I, he I, let the hundred people into his home to like protect them overnight. I really thank you, Asian that, man. That really, I don't know why. <laughs> I just almost brought a tear to my. I was like, that's so dope that he was just like, nah, just all y'all come in here. Like, oh man. It's crazy. So, Slim, I'm, I'm going to ask you, because we we talking about policing and all that. How do you feel about the situation in Buffalo where they push that 75-year-old man down on the ground? Yo, that first and foremost like that that was just completely unacceptable on on so many grounds man that 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 and he was white I'm like god damn y'all do that to a white man on tv man. and he what was holding do? a riot helmet to like give back to them like yo this is one of your mans what do it, y'all it, do to it, black people with me not looking god <laughs> dang <laughs> um to to see that um and then um you know i talked i talked to my family about it and, and on the news it, it was unacceptable man and um the the mayor in Buffalo, he really needs to step up if he hasn't done already. But he needs to like sit, fire oh. their asses. Like, oh, they, you didn't hear? Um, so the cop that did the push is suspended, and then I think 
57 other cops like they, resi- quit, like, they resigned because they got suspended. Yeah, they resigned because he got it, it suspended. Was, it, so it's it like no reason. Like what? What could that elderly gentleman do to them? If what, you what, got what beat up by that seventy-five year old man, you, you, you don't to be yeah, you don't need to cop. Yeah. You need to literally. He wasn't. He didn't cause any harm. He wasn't doing anything illegal. He literally was trying to give them back the, the helmet, I guess. And and for, for that officer to act like that, that that shows his character, who he is, as, who he is as an individual, and it it, it, it makes it makes. It's just, it's sad, man. It really is. Like, it really is. It's pathetic. It's like he got pushed, he yeah. was bleeding, and they tried to walk past him. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's levels of fuckery. Fuck that, shit, yeah. No, it really is, that, man. That, that it really happened. is a level of fuck shit that, that, that's going on out here. And to see that, man, and I'm like, damn, this Buffalo, like, man. Buffalo. Burn it down and build it back up. Chikara. <laughs> <laughs> so... We we thinking about how policing and and what shocked me and amazed me is when it was like there are protests in all fifty states. And I'm like all fifty Dakotas. Like like, like God the damn. Dakotas are they got they, they got Native Americans out there. Mm, okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got, they got Native <laughs> Americans right, out there. We got like goddamn y'all bitches stole our whole land. <laughs> Burn it down, <laughs> burn it down, and give them blankets with disease. <laughs> like that's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I, I would expect you to go that what, way. Damn, huh? Did you not read the books? I read the books you read. Yeah, but I just, the same, the same yeah, books you read. This, I read, right? I forgot, I forgot who's to the left of me, so I wasn't expecting you to say that piece there. But I, I get it though. Continue, continue, OG. They had a trail. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Keyword. That, that was full of tears. <laughs> My nigga. <laughs> like, what you expect? <laughs> Yo. But anywho, so we think about, like, just the policing of America and why there's so much discontent with the maintaining of law and order in America. And we got to think of how it's unequally applied to the different sectors of the society, the different sectors of our communities. And if you haven't, I'm talking to you, America, right now. Um, Ava DuVernay had made a very good uh, documentary about the 13th Amendment. Oh, that was beautiful. It was on Netflix. Is it still on Netflix? It's on Netflix, yeah. 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 So, so uh, the 13th Amendment, uh, the 13th uh, on Netflix, if you check it out, talks about how early policing really centered around slave catchers who have patrolled different plantations to return property back to this plantation class of people. And even like uh, uh, affecting the laws of the nation as a whole, that you have these fugitive slave acts and all these kind of things to determine that we're going to maintain this system that is based upon the economy, that, that's fueling the economy of the South. But fueling the economy of the South also fuels the economy of America. And that is one of the key tenets of, what it, of, of policing in America. So, of course, that, that DNA and that historical trajectory of policing is still present in the policing of uh minorities now i have a question for you i don't know if y'all knew this do you know what they call uh an african-american male in police lingo do when like a uh, african-american male commits a crime what they call them in police lingo no i do not how about you son uh, uh, nah, so my homie's a cop and he was like they call us a number one male and I was like, bitch, we ain't number two. <laughs> we we number one. <laughs> like and, and and I know we even think about the nomenclature about of how they refer to us as the number one male. The fact that they're policing us so much that, oh, nigga's the number one. It's the number one that's doing this these crimes. And I hate I hate the mumble jumbo of the reason black people do X, Y, Z because they commit more crimes. And I'm like, no, we don't. We commit crimes on the same rate and level of white people. We're over-policed. As teachers, me and Slim know, if, uh, if another teacher the year before was like, yo, Jimmy's bad, 
Don't you think when Jimmy comes to our class, we're going to be having more of an eye out on Jimmy mm-hmm. to see if Jimmy's going to act yeah. up? Yeah. And, of course, we're going to this. And, like, Jimmy could do the exact same thing that Steven does. Whoa, nor Steven. Like, oh, man, we'll give Steven the benefit of a doubt. We ain't giving Jimmy because we knew he was bad before he came into the room. Yeah, we got winded that last, like the year before. <laughs> watch out. Right, watch out. Watch out. And watch that's out. That's so true, though. Yeah, like it, it, how you worded that, that, that is exactly how it is. It really and, is. And that's that. how they feel about black folk, of where we could be just walking down the street and then we, we double time. Me and Slim got pulled over. Oh, yeah, in the Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But the reason the cop explained why he pulled Slim over was because Slim went from one lane to another. And I used my blinker. (laughs) And I used my blinker. But the fact that he did it at the last second. Yeah, he said it it looked sus. It looked, you say suspect? It looked suspicious. Yeah. It looked suspicious. I said because I went from the to left to right. that's, That's suspicious. And and that's that's the thing we're looking for. And you got to dismantle the system because you can't say we could just hire a whole bunch of black police officers. But if the system is still dictated mm-hmm. that we're only looking for African-American criminals and not looking at maintaining peace and maintaining and protecting and serve our communities, what the hell does it matter who are our police officers, which it would help. But if the system is raggedy, how you think the police officers ain't going to be raggedy? And that's the same way I feel about teachers, same way I feel about hospitals and the medicine that you give. If the shit is raggedy from the beginning, how you going to make something raggedy, not raggedy? Nigga, I'm bad and bougie. <laughs> I can't, I can't. If it's raggedy, it's raggedy. You know what I'm saying, my G? No, I feel you. Ah, don't you just love it? Don't you just love <laughs> like, it? Nigga ain't got shit to say. I don't. Brown, Brown talking his talk. Man. Nah. Shit be, shit be coming off like a toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm not. <laughs> nah, because I've... It's like I knew it started with slave catching, but I didn't know much beyond that. So that's why I wanted to like just listen so I could get educated on it. I mean, the, the, the history is there. The history is definitely there. Um, and it, it's good that... I think it's good for, for education to, to put in, you know, black... Uh, Black history and whatnot, so we can get a sense of like what we need to do to better our children. When we talk about policing, it's a unique experience that happens towards um, black folk. Like, like it, it it happens to brown folk to an extent, because depending on your uh, complexion, you might can be brought into the fold of of whiteness, and. If if you out there and you've read a book, I think I, I mentioned this book, and I, I'm going to keep telling y'all to read this book. Uh, the History of White Folk by Neil Painter is an excellent book for people to read, and it shows the formation of whiteness in the confines of America. It actually goes back to Euro- European yeah. confines, but if you actually go into when it was in America, because not, not all the white people that was white people weren't white. <laughs> at a certain time like Italians weren't white in yeah, the beginning Irish weren't white uh, some Polish uh, uh, um, just different people and they had to start like oh no we need the numbers you could be white now you could be white now but there's one group that has never been allowed to be white and it's been legislated that they can't be white and that is descendants of formerly enslaved Africans because if you actually go to Brazil, depending on your economic level, determines your race. We wouldn't be considered black folk in Brazil. Where? Because we got, we got guap. Where? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Speak for yourself. Oh, I got guap. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? And, and it's, it's funny how it's tied which is still racism, so that yeah. is tied to towards economic uh, levels, but that's how it kind of works in the these confines. And you know, you know, we trying to trying to navigate. Speaking of someone who's not navigating the seas too well, <laughs> what's up with your boy Drew Brees, man? What the, you want to explain what the hell's going on with Drew Brees and what this dude said in the middle of all this? Explain to America, one of y'all. I ain't this. This so this is funny. Um, so Drew Brees got caught in the interview. They the interview was originally just talking to him about like what's going on in America, everything that's happened. He gave his opinion on that. Then 
the interviewer asked him his thoughts about NFL players potentially kneeling. And for me personally, it's not what he said. It's the conviction that he said it with his voice. He said that shit with his chest. Like, he (laughs) said it with his whole chest out. That's what made me just, like, pause for a second. Like, oh. You know, there's, like, two pictures with him kneeling. And I'm thinking, and everyone was saying to. Yeah, but those pictures when he kneeled, that's when Donald Trump said something about the NFL. So, like, the entire NFL. Yo, but you got to think to yourself, he was hating that shit with his whole heart. His whole heart. He's like, God damn it, I don't want to be kneeling, but, uh. Better put your hand on the chest. Put your hand on the chest. <laughs> like if we gonna kneel, put your hand on your goddamn chest, nickel. <laughs> <laughs> you know he thought that. He thought that. I don't care. But so it's, it just, I just think it was highly insensitive at the time, especially for a man that's played in the NFL for so long, which is about seventy percent black, who's playing in New Orleans. Mm. So it's just like. And I don't want to take credit for like he's done stuff to help out the community in New Orleans with Katrina, yeah. his donations, things like that. I just think for him, it was an issue that I think a lot of white people have. It's just like they don't want to just face that realism of like, yeah, your grandfather fought in World War II. But you know who also fought in World War II? My grandfather fought in World War II. So it's like, you know, when he came back home, he didn't get the same liberties you did. He fought for the same land and he came back and was like, oh, word, I can't vote. That's crazy. He didn't get the same liberties that, that your grandfather did when he came back. So it's just like, for you not to, for you to be so strong on that, but also not realizing like, it wasn't all white people that fought in World War II. If that was the case, y'all would have lost. So it's like, no. He was on the battle lines with black people. Potentially could have been my grandfather too. Yeah. I, so I it's do, like. I do have a question for, for you two when you die. I have a question. Oh, no. Nah, um, so I just think that was like really just insensitive of that moment. Because it's like, to me, even I don't, I can't accept the apology just because you said it with so much conviction. Like it wasn't a mistake. You meant that shit. Yeah, and also I think you're. I just think people apologize when they get caught. So I don't believe too many apologies. Like, are you really sorry? Are you sorry you got caught? So it's like, eh. And I think it's not to his his t- well his teammates and other people said something. That's when I think the light bulb clicked for him. To yeah. Apologize. So that's um, what I'm like. And, yeah. and, they came out, s- and they came out quick. They, yeah, yeah. Oh nah, Michael yeah. Jenkins came, so came out. No, yeah. it wasn't even like Michael Jenkins at first. It was Michael Thomas first that was like he don't know no better, y'all. Yeah. And you know, then the running back called him the ops. I, yo, that that one made me laugh a bit. Ed Reed called him a sucker. I was yeah. tired. Yeah. I was um, like, here's my question: Do you think the NFL owes Cap an apology? They own that nigga a lot more. <laughs> but yo, yo, I think this is true. They, do they own that nigga a lot yeah, more. Uh, Roger Goodell came out with his apology. The I ain't even bother looking, listening to it. I'm saying that they were wrong on the protests, and they were wrong to silence the protests. Uh, well, he said no. He did not mention Kaepernick by name, but he said he was wrong on all these things. So today, guys, I'm gonna pitch you to you. The greatest Disney movie of all time. <laughs> We're going to call it number seven. <laughs> the Kaepernick story. <laughs> you know so, Disney got that in the works too. Yo, yo. So it, it, it it's going to be very much like Ali. Remember that section of Ali where he has to fight to get his license back yeah. and everything like that? And so the, we on that part where Kaepernick has been blackballed from the league and then a big event happens and proves that he was right. And then he comes back into the league and he starts as a backup. He gets, and then the starter gets hurt. And then he gets the job and he becomes an MVP of the league and he wins the Super Bowl. And then it goes, Roger Goodell shakes his hand at the podium and he goes, I always knew you could do it. I always knew you could do it. <laughs> yo, like. I'm Captain, I'll be like, yo, get the fuck out my face on stage. And then racism is over and he gives him a Pepsi. And it's, <laughs> and that's a, in a perfect world. That's how racism yeah, ends. Yo, Kaepernick yeah. wins the Super <laughs> Kaepernick wins the Super Bowl holding a Lombardi and a Pepsi. Like, I've done it. I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> yo, that's how it's about to pop off. Like, I don't know if he'll get a job back, but I think they're, they're strongly questioning the practices that they have been doing. And I've said, um, many time, I'm pretty sure it was on this podcast or somewhere that America has been built that they always wanted the black body. They never wanted the black voice. Let me say that again. America has been built like that they always wanted the black body. They never wanted the black voice. What does that sound like, America? Slavery. And and that's what why they always tell 
when LeBron speaks out, Laura Ingram was like, shut up and dribble. But Drew Brees? I'm like, oh, that nigga spitting. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's basically what she said. Yo, that nigga spitting. Mixtape of the year right here. Yo, yo, yo. That's how, how, the, how the game go. But I'm not going to be surprised because they never really wanted to hear my voice. It's a reason why they fight, fought, and fight so hard not to have an educated black populace. Because when you can learn and you can think for yourself, you can determine for yourself, then you have something that's more dangerous than anything that can't be controlled. I know my potential. I know what I can do. That's why I fear, this especially, spin. especially with this charter school system, and I work for a charter school, This nigga spin. that the way they're experimenting on our black and brown children with these different educational policies, they're not doing that shit with the white kids. Oh, that's a fact. And, and, and because let's try this education here, try this education there. If they don't get fully educated, it's okay because they were never really supposed to be educated in the beginning. We don't care if they don't fully succeed. If they do fully succeed, then we can might bring that to another community. And it's a reason and you could call it, oh, you, it's just a coincidence. But, niggas, it's way too many coincidences that happen way too many times. Oh, we just happen to have syphilis, my, my G? Tuskegee. For years and years, my G? Like, nigga, I'm not stupid. Like, you, you someone fucked up and let me read books. <laughs> someone gave me a library card, my, my dude. They, they, shouldn't, they shouldn't let a nigga read. This like, nigga got both feet in. He's scoring right now. He's scoring. He, he got both feet in the end zone. That was, a, that was a touchdown right there. He's scoring. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we 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 understand. And and even talking about we we all kumbaya right now. How are we going to kumbaya and we can't even agree how the Civil War, what the Civil War was fought for? Like, there's, some, there's a segment of this country that don't believe that shit was over slavery. Right the fuck now. Same people that believe in the Confederate statues being up in the South. Rip those. They, they all have IEPs. Yo, and that and, and the Confederate statue shit, them motherfuckers weren't even put up till 1910. No, nigga, 1865 to 1910, nigga, that wasn't right behind. My G. Like, you gotta be out your goddamn mind. Oh no, it's always been up there. It's about Southern culture and heritage. No, it wasn't, bitch. Germany don't got Nazi statues. Cause America's never taken the steps of reconciliation. Even apartheid South Africa had a council of reconciliation. They even did that shit. America acts as if it never fucking happened. That's the one of the biggest parts of the disrespect about it. Like, that's yeah. like, yeah. that, like, nigga, that's the issue. like, it's like, still and it's still happening every single. It's like history is repeating itself. I don't know what you wanted to see. Yeah, like, what else do you need? Like, what else? Like, what else do you need? Get to dancing, nigga. That's what they, <laughs> they want to see. That's they, literally what they see. Get to dancing. Get, like they don't, they don't want. And then, like, it's a good, good excuse. It's, it's a reason, not a reason, but it's very convenient to have Asians do so well in this country. Because then you can have the model minority where you can point and like, oh, but they're doing so well in X, Y, and Z. It's like, yo, because whatever reason, y'all decide not to systematically <laughs> oppress them anymore. And you was like, yo, no, y'all can succeed. I, I, I believe it's even set up to the point that Latino people can succeed Latinx, because, you know, Latino yeah. being, you know, gendered yeah. and whatnot. Uh, Latinx people can, can succeed in this country because it hasn't been a history of systematically oppressing brown people as it has been with black folk. The only two people they're going to keep that boot on their neck is brown, black, and red people. Should I call them red? No, that's wrong. Native, aboriginal. Aboriginal <laughs> people. I gotta find the right terms. You know, I respect it. I was like, like where's he going I, with you this? Know, no, America's colors, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, mad colors. <laughs> mad colors, you know, try to keep it black, white, brown, red, yellow, green. I, know, oh. I just think it's crazy from the Drew Brees to the flag, all of it. I just don't understand how people see kneeling as a sign of disrespect when in most cultures you kneel out of a sign of respect. Meaning that when you see like a coach talking to his players, they're probably all kneeling to like look up, look up at them and listen to them. Even in certain cultures, like bowing down before you talk to somebody, it's like a respecting. The fact that a U.S. Special Forces military person, um, Nate Boyer, told Kaepernick, kneeling is kneeling. You could kneel. Sitting is disrespectful, but kneeling is showing honor to the fallen soldiers. 
<laughs> the funny shit about all this, man, is that no matter what that man did, oh, it, gonna, it, it was going to be... That nigga could have covered his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and they would have been like, oh, that's well, that, wrong. That nigga covered oh, his eyes. Like, you better open your eyes, bitch. Open them up. <laughs> it's America, Jack. We look at the flag Imagine, when the national yeah. anthem is going. Like, nigga, just, I'm just covering my eyes. He turned his back to the flag and it's been an issue. So whatever he, whatever he was going to do, it was going to be hell in the cell for him. Like, whatever he did. Like, you can't do nothing. Like, you can't win for losing because... When you are of the minority class, you cannot protest against the majority. Nothing will ever be acceptable. Yeah, you won't win that battle. Yep. That's not, a fact. Not, not, not at all. Win that battle. And, and, and when people who say protests and violent protests never solves anything, mm. clearly all the motherfuckers who never read a book. Like, like me being, and WB Du Bois said it very, very, very succinctly, of the dual consciousness of being black and being American. I know my black history and I know my American history. I'm proud to be an American. I love this motherfucking country. But since I am a black American, I know how to criticize this. I know how to look at it critically of where we have fallen short of the myth that we have presented to the rest of the world. So when I see you tell me that nothing comes of violent protests, I'm like, bitch, I know about the Boston Tea Party. I know about the Boston Massacre. I know what happened at Bunker Hill. I know what happened. Nigga, the Patriot is on Netflix right now. <laughs> like, I watched that motherfucker. I love that. Mil, Mil Gibson doing yeah, the goddamn Mil- thing. Like, nigga, I love that movie. And you telling me that violent protest doesn't get shit done. This country was founded on violent protest. And now I'm like, nah, nah, not for y'all niggas, though. Shit, the Constitution is not for us either. Like, I'm from South Carolina, my nigga. More slave rebellions happening in South Carolina than any other fucking state. If you walk in downtown Charleston right now, there is wrought iron barbs on fences. And you'd be like, mm, excuse me, why is that <laughs> on the fence? And they'd be like, oh, because of the slave insurrections that were happening so readily. <laughs> we had to put barbs on the fence. The reason that there's a gullah culture in South Carolina is because the black Africanisms was so deep and thick because we was the only niggas know how to make rice and rice <laughs> was Carolina gold like that and it was hot and it was humid and it had malaria and mosquitoes and insurrections <laughs> that white people was like nah niggas y'all good they t- couldn't even sell South Carolina slaves to other parts of the country because like them niggas ain't gonna do right hey y'all keep them them niggas gonna form that rice and when that rice is done growing they doing other shit we ain't doing no more the, ri- the rice, yeah, I keep, yeah, I keep rice that over season, there. Rice season over, my G. I'm going to fish. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> That's exactly what we did. We building some nets. We making some sweet grass baskets. You can still get them shits right now in Charleston. We're not doing that shit. But that's also why we have more slave insurrections because we're like, yo, this shit is dumb. Shit for the birds. That's why we had the Storm of Rebellion with a, a slave named Jimmy. I like the fact the name nigga, <laughs> nigga name was Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, yo, we about to take this shit over. And that's when the black codes came up. And they made, like, America's going out of its way to show that black people were different than every other race in this goddamn country. From the giddy up since 1619, my G. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, America. You should have never let a nigga read a book. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm saying nigga very, very, very wholeheartedly because you created a nigga and I'm a nigga in your eyes. Do I consider myself a nigga? Nah, not really. It depends. Have I been drinking? I don't know. <laughs> like, like, but I'm saying it very consciously of what that word represents and what it means. And I'm on my shit. Like, I that nigga spitting. I didn't even write this goddamn outline today. Cass wrote that shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this ain't a Devin episode. This is a Cass episode. He wanted to talk about the we shit. We're we gonna, we gonna call this a we're gonna call this a DB episode. No, here, but, but, a, but but uh, p- people gotta know that I I read the books. I read the manuals. I observed with my two eyes. When was the first time you realized that racism racism exists in America? What age were you? Uh, I was eight years old, walking to a basketball court, and I can tell you what I had on, who I was with, and there 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 was an officer who walked by, who drove by, and just called all of us dumb niggas, and I knew (laughs) then and there. I'm sorry, I was. Yeah, I don't that wow. That's yeah, yep, yep. And I, I remember going home, and I remember my dad talking to me about like racism, and and for me, I, I never forget that. I never forget that day. I'd probably say, I didn't probably have like my first real racist experience probably until 
high school, but I knew like of a race difference from like seven years old with playing baseball, like playing with so many different kids and just seeing mm-hmm. the family structures and how certain people would talk to each other. So I knew there was like a difference there, but like personal racism probably wasn't until high school. Seven years old, Nathan. I'm saying this fucking name. Nathan won't let me into his house, <laughs> and then we're playing basketball. I get knocked over, and it was like you dumb nigger. I'm like goddamn, you ain't gonna put no A on that bitch. Uh, <laughs> like, I should be laughing, but yo, but that that that's what it was when they wouldn't let me into the to their homes, and you y'all know me long enough. Yeah. Whatever. Um, in fifth grade, uh, I made 107 for the year uh, in science. 107. That was my that was my final grade. That's all four quarters put together. My final grade for the year was 107. You know who do the extra credit work? Yeah, where <laughs> nigga ain't do no extra credit. Nigga, I'm smart, bitch. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was not in the gifted and talented program, and my mom was like, "Why not?" He made 107 for the year, and you have these other kids in this program. Oh, we don't know if he will be able to keep up with the work. He made, made a 107, 107 for the year. And can you just let people know, like, what was, like, the cutoff code for this? Like, I, I don't know what the, what, what the fuck was going on. Maybe they had a quota. Because I remember even in elementary school, I looked at the yearbook of the gifted class, and, and it was a bunch of white people with Pearl and Michelle. That was that was like, damn, Pearl got the Asian spot, Michelle got the black spot. <laughs> Michelle lived in my neighborhood. And I'm like, fuck, nigga, I'm smarter than Michelle. No offense to Michelle. Michelle's smart as fuck. Michelle's super, super dumb smart. She was a homecoming queen and everything in high school. But <laughs> I <laughs> made a hundred goddamn seven. I was like, nigga, I could be with Michelle. And they was like, oh, oh, sorry, Mr. Brown. Sorry, Mr. Brown. You y'all heard my mama. Y'all can look back to that episode. My mama ain't playing that shit. Yeah, it's like, why is my baby not in there? When he's smarter than everybody in his grade, I don't know if I was smarter than everybody in grade. Well, probably. Uh, you, or, your mom, baby, so yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You. Like, nigga, I was most likely to succeed in my goddamn middle school class. Like, and, and you it, did succeed. I did succeed. You did. Because anybody who's who's still in Goose Creek right now, nigga, <laughs> not all of them. Someone doing some good stuff. Shout out to you, Jerry. <laughs> Keep teaching the children. Keep teaching the kids. But you other motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, oh, my real G's, them niggas left. What up, Chuck? I see you in Denver. <laughs> what up, Jay? I see you up there in Miami building houses and shit. You know, but it, 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 it kind of makes you make you think, like, why we got to fight through the racist bullshit? I really want us to be on a position where you truly judge me by the content of my character and not the color of my skin. That if a black person is acting like an asshole and you say he's acting like an asshole. It's not because he's black. It's, it's because he's an asshole. asshole. <laughs> That's how I want to be. Like, yeah, nigga, you're yeah, right. But white America cares more about nationalism than actual race. Explain that. Spit that. Give me some more details. Tell me more. I just think they care more about their own interpretation of what like the flag is supposed to represent, what the nation is supposed to represent to them. So for them, it represents justice, liberty for all, yada, yada, yada. But they don't understand that it doesn't represent it for all. So they just go, if it's not affecting me, then it's not affecting them. That's some cognitive dissonance you just spit right there. Because it's also like... Justice in, and liberty for all. But it's only justice and liberty for whites. Because in the Constitution itself, the, the Cornerstone speech, it even has a part in there where they're talking about... You, you can't just believe that. The Cornerstone speech is given by who? The vice president of what uh, nation? Uh, ooh, I have uh, a, a rogue nation called the CSA, the Confederate States of America. Keep going. Okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it, but I didn't know Brown would help me out there. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the cornerstone speech said. All right, hold on. Let me. I, since we on, I want to make sure I get this word for word. Hold on one second, because I do not want you fuck this up. Um, so in the Vice President Cornerstone speech in the Constitution. State specifically that its found its foundations are laid, its cornerstone rests upon the great truth that the Negro is not equal to the white man, that slavery, sub subordination to the superior race is his natural and normal condition. This is this our new government is the first in the history of the world based upon this great physical philo- uh I'm butchering the word. Help me out here. Yep. And moral truth. I was butchering the word. I get so, really so, so you tell me that, that slavery wasn't about I mean, the Civil War wasn't about slavery, man. Suck a dick. That's how, <laughs> that's how I feel about the whole thing. And I know I try not to be so pedantic. And 
be so trite, contrite with with words that I'm I'm giving. But no, but um, we're in a time where you need to be like you need to be blunt. Like, you need to see it. It needs to hit him. You know how many times I wish, like, that's why I can't run for office, because I really would be like, yo, that shit sounds stupid. Suck a dick. And, <laughs> like, clearly you don't read books. Like, you can't say that here. What about decorum, decorum, decorum? I'm like, nah, my G. Wrong is wrong, and wrong is wrong. You have access to the same information. That we do. The same books. The same history, and you're rewriting. You're doing revisionist history. The facts are the facts. And you're trying to rewrite truth. Truth should prevail amongst all. And I know truth is not always pretty, and truth is all that. But like, but we're we're we're, we're bastardizing the truth to make it fit a narrative that is not true. Now, if things were different, I would change my opinion. And I'm always about knowledge seeking. I I, I watch Fox News just to see what they are, but I can't sit there and disregard like blatant truth and cherry picking information you need the whole picture that's why i don't even post memes on my facebook page anymore because i got caught myself of posting something that wasn't factually true and so if i haven't done the research on the meme to realize like oh shit like they did some some weird things with the data yeah i don't post it at all because I, I, I like I even doing that left wing type stuff. I'm like, yo, no, that's not necessarily true. Yeah, like the only memes that I truly try to post are probably like stick to sports or like some funny, some yeah, funny, funny stuff, funny yeah. shit stuff that you can yeah, fall back on without you know ruffling people's feathers. But yeah, that's the, I just try to stick to that way. But it, I just think a lot of the problems also that in certain, for I feel like for white America at times in their families, because I don't nobody nobody's born a racist. It's taught. But I think true. one thing that I think could help is that. But I don't think they want to do it is unplugging themselves from their family, meaning that say you could have a white like a white family, whatever, and them themselves would not be racist. But if you go hang out with your grandparents, they grew up in a certain time, they're gonna say certain words, certain lingo. But sometimes you don't wanna unplug yourself from a community or your family or situation. Cause I've I've had this conversation with one of my friends where he talked about like his parents. Cause growing up, we were always like close and stuff like that. There was no like racial issues between us. His family loved me, I loved them. It was like a good whatever. So, but he was, I was talking to his dad about it. He was like, I just didn't let my, like, we didn't go see, like, my family as much because I knew where I grew up and, like, it was, it wouldn't be conducive for them. They wouldn't grow up with, like, he didn't want them to grow up with that mindset. He wanted them to be, like, diverse, like, learn about it. Don't just have, don't be taught something. Like, seek it for yourself. Like, if you grow up to be a racist on your own, then that's, you made that choice. But I didn't, like, feed that into your head or give you any preconceived notions of what. I want you to make your own Make your own decisions, your own choices. Because a lot of the times, when you're hanging out with like your older grandparents, children, they hear everything. They might not be able to speak it in that moment, but they hear everything, and it sticks with them. And I don't think people realize that. So I do think a lot of the times, in certain families, not all white families, but some, it's like if you could unplug yourself from the situation, I think that would help. I just don't think people want to do that because it's like nobody wants to cut off your family. Nobody wants to not do that. Nobody wants to not hang out with granddad or grandmom or whatever. So it's like, that's why I'm just happy that at these protests you see a lot of white people there. Well, it's it's a lot of a lot of things unpacked, and I'm gonna. Um, and I just wanna say, not maybe not all of them maybe are allies. I'll let that be known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there yeah, are ten yeah. white people there, six are probably allies, two are probably there just for the photo op, and two are there because they just want to yeah. be trolls. I can live with that. I'm going to pose this question. This is how we're going to end it. And this is probably, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be a two-part episode. Uh, we can approach some of the things we didn't get to. And this, burn it down. This, this episode. Burn. That's what this needs. You see what's happening? It's going to burn it all down and rebuild. And That's I, what. You can't change the system. You can't change the system. It's got to give a whole new system. I'm going to ask this question because I, I, I got to go. I might not go at all. Because, like, I got strong opinions, and I'll probably be rehashing some opinions I've already said. But to you guys, why do you feel or why do you think white people are afraid of giving up their privilege in order to break racism? They're, they're, stuck, they're stuck in their ways. They see the power that they have. And I feel like when you sit at the top of the throne and you're, you're successful, you don't want to. 
let other people have that same success. You you may not want to offer a lending hand, but I think just the world we live in, man, it, it it's truly, truly ugly. It's truly sad. And I think you see people chew colors even more. I, you've seen it before, but now it's just with social media, it's just out there. Like, everything is out there. Like, the Karens and whoever else like you you see it you see it like in and, and that I, karen show is wild i'm sorry yeah and i i really believe that they you know they they've been at the thrones at the table for so long and it's so comfortable they 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 don't want anybody that's not white to come up and, and break bread you know and and it, it's sad that individuals think like that you know but but this is a time where like you know as black people, we can come together because we're power in numbers. Like we can take over things. Like we, if we put our pride to the side and just saw the bigger picture, oh, dude, we we can take over everything, you know. But it it, it starts with change. It starts with taking that one step in the right direction. Um, I think it's twofold. I think one, when you're doing the uh, when you're oppressing, you can never see the views of the side of the oppressy. If I said that correctly. Nah, you get what you you you, you, you got what I meant. So I think that's just hard. But a part of it, I think, if they do acknowledge everything that we're saying and actually acknowledge the history, that's gonna change their whole world upside down, and they're gonna question everything they've been told from their families, their parents, what they've been taught. They're gonna like question it all. So it's like, do you want to actually accept and face that? Some do, but majority don't. They want to live comfortably, like. You, privilege is comfort, and you don't want to give up your comfort. Nobody wants to give up their comfort. So it's like they don't want to accept that fact because if they accept that, then, then it means, oh, shit. Then all the stories you used to tell me about my grandparents back in the day, maybe they weren't such good people. Hell, you're going to even start questioning your parents like, hmm, how come you ain't telling me this? How come you told it to me a different way? So you're going to start questioning a lot of things, and that's going to flip a lot of worlds upside down, and I don't think a lot of people are ready for their they need their worlds flipped upside down, but I don't think a lot of the families are ready to have those conversations, personally. Because so. when you're black, it's like a white family right now could be like, oh, I just watch Disney because the news is too depressing, it's too this. But as a black person, you're like, no, we need to watch the news and stuff together. It's going to take a lot because what we're essentially asking will completely flip the ideals and ideas and the foundations of what this country has been built on. And what we're literally asking white folk to do is recognize that... You're evil? Not not even being evil, because I, I think when you're in a system... When people operate within the system, you can't call them evil or good regardless because system, the system dictated what they were going to do, what they were going to do. And so you're essentially asking a poor white person, which the majority of America is poor white people, to acknowledge that their life is a lot easier than they realized, which says a lot. When you're like, yo, I'm struggling, I'm whatever, and you have to demolish the lie of the American dream. That's what we're essentially asking America to do and demolish the greatest thing about America, which is the American dream, that if you work hard enough, you too can succeed amongst your wildest dreams. And when you say that as a black person, that's not necessarily true. There was an era where, where normally we would have been applauded that a group of, if we don't even say they're African, uh, formerly enslaved Africans, who immigrants who built up a community, who amassed wealth, able to pass on to generations, they would have been like, yes, that's the American dream. Y'all did that shit. Yeah. But when it was black people in Tulsa, Oklahoma, they firebombed it and they dropped bombs on it from the sky. When we decided to make our own banks, went out of your way to make sure that they weren't uber successful. When we developed tech companies in this new age, 
go out of their way not to provide funding for these companies. When the, our, our, our soldiers came back from whatever wars they fought. World War One, Two, whatever you want to name. The GI Bill did not afford them to buy the houses that would have provided their families with wealth for generations. When you look at those 1950s pictures where people, where the father works at the factory and the mom is a stay-at-home mom and you were able to send three kids to college of a factory job and you use that GI money to buy you a house with the white picket fence, that was not afforded to black soldiers. And to know that you are failing when you had the easiest level, when you was playing at rookie level on Madden, and not knowing <laughs> you was on rookie, <laughs> that you was on rookie with like, the AI settings all the way down. So like it's just like you should you should have been scoring seventy two points a game, and you cool. still and you still scoring whatever. So like yes, there's some successful black people, but you picking and choosing. Most of those successful black people. Majority of those successful black people are in entertainment and sports, which the sports is entertainment because you was like, you're entertaining me. That's why you're so quick to be like, shut up and sing, shut up and dribble, shut up and dance, shut up and whatever. And when we do speak up, oh, they're just a singer. They're just an actor. They're just a this, that, and the third. And I'm like, oh, now you once again discounting our voices. But that was the only, I'll never discount no black child in America wanting to be an entertainer because the entertainer is the only place where they have not put their foot on our necks in order to be uber successful. Chris Rock said it best. My neighbor who lives next to me who's white is a dentist. dentist. If a black dentist wanted to live next to me, he had to invent teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like we could be doctors. We ain't going to be stupid, dumb rich. Like we, we, we could do well as doctors and lawyers and all that, but we're not going to be living next to Chris Rock. Rich. Like how many braces did this nigga do? <laughs> they, get, they get next to Crash Rock Shit Probably didn't even do one You know what I'm saying To be like 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 balling out of control But you know That's just the way the system goes man So uh, uh, Any final thoughts Like I said This is part two man Like yo Man burn this bitch down man Thank you Burn It Down Say it with me guys Burn It Down Tricaris You ain't say nothing Slim Shoot it up, loot it up, riot, cause um, it all, burn yeah. it down. But before we leave, though, um, even if you do go out there and protest, be safe. Um, I'm gonna wish Cash a happy early birthday. Happy early birthday, birthday bitch. Monday. Oh, uh, <laughs> so oh happy late birthday by the time this come out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So happy birthday, Cash. Um, but yes, yo. So with that being said, uh, what, 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 nigga? I was going to say, we are the Brodies and we out. That's not how we do it. I'm Mr. Brown. Slow. The birthday boy. This is true. This is true. It's the only time I could get that off. It's the only time I could get that off. And we are the Brodote. Nigga, that's. (laughs) Brodies. Bye, America. (laughs) Nah. This is America. No, no, nigga. You do it right. You do it right. Do it, Yes, master. We are the Brodies. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, And we out.